Well, Serena, I think you have to admit that it does seem a bit on the weird side. You're best friends with each other, and yet she's always at the top, and you're always at the bottom. It's not weird at all. Amy works really hard, and I don't try at all. I think you're the one who's gone weird, Melvin. You know darn well how hard Amy works. I don't believe this, Molly. You're actually siding with a cheater. Moon Podcast Escalation! Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love it so much. And this week, I, I, I think we got a good one. You no, know, Jordan, I think you you were a little skeptical, right? Well, I think there's good things about this episode and bad things about this episode. I thought last week's was better, but that's just me. Uh, we are going to be watching Sailor Moon R episode 80, The Terrifying Illusion, Ami All Alone. That's right. It is a spotlight episode for the kind-hearted girl genius herself, Ami Mizuno, uh, whose name I mispronounce on every episode of the show and will continue mispronouncing because it's only when I hear it on the show that I realize that I am mispronouncing it. Wait, 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 wait. How, how are you mispronouncing it? I say Ami Mizuno. I, but that sounds. Uh, I put the right. accent on the second syllable. I, on the on the show, they say Mizuno. Really? With the accent on the first syllable. I remember yes. when I took Japanese lessons that it was always the second to last syllable that you emphasize in words, typically speaking, or in, in, in names and stuff. I cannot tell you. All I'm telling you is the way they say it on the dub, and, and since they have the rights, I am deferring to them. Weird. But I say I say Ami Mizuno, but we also say Amy. We also say Amy Anderson. <laughs> so it's look, it is a minefield of pronunciation. Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. Amy Anderson. <laughs> All right. Uh, to join us for this episode, we have returning to the show uh, one of my favorite guests, one of my favorite people, uh, Amanda Meadows. Welcome back. Oh, hi. Thank you. I'm so excited. We're, we're, what do you say? Uh, Mizuno or Mizuno or Mizuno? <laughs> <laughs> Mizuno. I'm wagging my finger in a sassy fashion. Um, no, I, I say Mizuno. So, so yeah, like I am, I am outnumbered on this one. Well, I guess Jordan, the the show and Amanda versus me and Jordan. <laughs> I think we know better. Is how? It, yeah, I mean, look, our experts. You do have a whole have podcast about, about this. We have talked about how we are experts so many times on the show that we that we know everything there is to know. We have all read the manga and know so much about Japanese culture and don't need people emailing us to explain Shinto temples to us. <laughs> or maybe we do. <laughs> so, Amanda, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? How, how is the definitely seven days since the last recording session been for you? Oh, you know, this week has been pretty chill. I mostly just kind of refilled my water glass a couple of times. <laughs> I'm still in the same pajamas, so yeah, I, I'm either having a great week or a really bad downward spiral. <laughs> uh, any any updates to your to your Sailor Moon fandom since the last time we talked? <laughs> uh, not really, no. Um, I I was uh, just admiring my my manga box set 
because uh, I was I was trying to remember between podcasts where I put it and I found it. So that's a pretty small nice. update. Nice. That is a, is a small but important update. Well, since yeah. we've talked about your history with Sailor Moon, we've talked about your uh, recent Sailor Moon birthday presents in our last week's episode. You are an old pro at doing the show now. I think we're just going to go right into some Twitter questions here. Or, or, well, I guess we have a little business to take care of first, a little Sailor Business business. Uh, Just a quick reminder to everyone that we do have the Sailor Business t-shirt club going. As of this recording, I don't think we know for sure what the shirt is right now. Yeah, there should be a new Uh, one. Yeah, our second monthly shirt is available now at sailorbusiness.ttoki.com. That's T-E-E-T-O-K-I. And it's probably going to have a design by uh, Christina Murdaugh. And it is going to be limited for the month of June. So probably in early to mid-July, that one's going to ship out. Uh, If you want some more information on it, again, we record our episodes a little bit in advance. So we don't – I I think we have a suspicion of what it's going to be. But Uh, since we don't know for sure yet, I don't want to say it. It's probably a real good one. It's pro- I mean, it's definitely a real good oh, one, yeah. but for details, yeah. you can either go to sailorbusiness.com and there's a link to the Titoki store right on top. You can also follow our Twitter account at Sailor Business, and we'll be talking about the, the new shirts there. I'm going to, I'm uh, going to, also, if you got your, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it might be related to this episode. It might, it might just be. I think uh, the moon pudding shirts should be shipping out now. Mm hmm. Probably uh, on today they will start shipping out. So when you get them, uh, let us know and, and you know, send, send pictures if you feel like it. If you don't, whatever. But uh, let us know if you picked up the Moon Pudding shirt. That, that would be cool of you. Uh, but, yeah, now let's uh, answer some questions. Sure. Phil wants to know, you're given $200 million to make a live-action okay, Sailor Moon movie. This, I like this question. Oh, I have to do something with it. Okay. You have to make a live-action Sailor Moon movie. What story arc are you doing and who's the cast? Now we have talked about the idea of casting before, and I and I remember I immediately was like, I don't know teenage actresses. Like I don't have an answer. I don't watch enough like, you know, Disney Channel or ABC Family to answer that part of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we're probably like we could maybe cast like Miss Haruna and the voice of Luna. Right. Right. I think it's <laughs> or what we depending would do. on what bad guys we go with. No. So, what story arc would we start? Do you think you have to do Queen Beryl for a, a live-action Sailor Moon movie, or do you skip her origin and just go straight into like uh, her fighting whoever you want? I don't know why you wouldn't do Queen Beryl. Like, I don't because that's you know, the the Queen Beryl arc. I think it would actually be difficult to do in a single movie because. Girl discovers she's a magic princess and fights evil is, is pretty simple. But if you put if you you know you put in the miracle romance, you put in the other scouts, you put in Queen Beryl and the Four Kings of Heaven, like there's a lot in that arc to get through. So I don't know why you wouldn't start with that. But like I don't know why you would go with any other story arc. You don't want to. You don't want to do start think... with the Doom Tree. <laughs> no, Come on, no, we'll I just... don't. Have a movie about Sailor Moon remembering that she's Sailor Moon and fighting two aliens <laughs> with a tree. I mean, we can do what the musicals do and just like have her fight Dracula. <laughs> but we've seen that and that did not work out as well as we wanted it to. Uh, Amanda, do you have any thoughts? Like, where would you where would you start with a Sailor Moon live action movie? Um, I guess I mean, the this is probably the most predictable route, but I, I like the idea of like doing Queen Queen Barrel and you would probably like any movie. It's already set up to be a franchise. You're making three you know, and you try to get it into like three to five movies. So, would you just do like like Jedi as as the first movie? Would would we be setting up like a you know a a four movie saga where we had 
you know, Jedi, the Jedi movie, the, the, the Nephrite movie, the Zoocyte and Kunzite movie, and then like the Queen Barrel movie. That to is wrap exactly it all up. what I was thinking. Yeah, that would be rad because like the thing with so many of these like genre movies or like anything that's an adaptation of a comic or cartoon is they start with like a really big villain and then there's nowhere to go from there. So they just add more villains and that's the worst. Like this would be, this is built for like a perfect arc. Um, that's not confusing or jumbled. Yeah. It's, it just seems like a no brainer to me. Well, the, the thing that gets me though, is that like, if Jedi is your main villain, that's a very low stakes movie. It is. <laughs> no, 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 no. It is. It's, 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 lower, it's lower stakes, but like, then you can feel like, okay, I know it. I know what's coming in the next movie. Disagree. Disagree. Because here's why. Here's why. You would, you would, it would just take a little bit of changing around. All you'd have to do is by the end of season one, we understand what has been, what they've been doing and what their goals have been. If you just introduce that earlier, then we can make that clear. So we'll say yeah. Queen Beryl is saying to Jedi, I need you to get this much energy so that we can rise up and take over everything. And over the course of the movie, you show that that's going to happen. And then they stop him and she is defeated and she is contained. She's remains trapped, let's say for, for the sake of argument, she remains trapped and unable to, to rise up. So then the next movie is they try again. And the next movie is they try again. I mean, you, to some extent, obviously you have to do what you can to make that, interesting every time but i think i think you can make the stakes work you just don't again the the show leaves it very much as uh, the stakes are that people are falling unconscious but as long as you really hammer home no 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 that's building up a wellspring whereby a evil queen takes over the world yeah the question i have is you only have mercury and mars in the first movie (sighs) see that's the other thing like I know everything's set up to be set up to be a saga these days but i feel like if i'm gonna go see a sailor moon movie I want all the stuff. Like I want at least the inner senshi, you know, I I want, I want point D at the end. I I want to fight at the North pole. I want, you know, all the girls putting their hands on sailor moon's shoulder and lending her their strength and sailor moon, like, you know, like blasting queen barrel with the moon stick in, in the movie. That's what I want. Then I feel like you're going to be really hard pressed to also do the origin. Yeah, I th- it's it's yeah, tough true. to put in there. You, well, you know what? You know what? I would just cut out tuxedo mask. Oh, you piece of shit. There's no. There's <laughs> no. He takes up no time at all. He's in one minute of this movie. Tuxedo mask does so little. We should at yeah, least see there, him. There's just you know, fucking Taylor Lautner or whoever just shows up and goes, "Oh, only thirty percent. You need to study harder, bunhead," and I, then gets slapped in the face, and that's the uh, that's. That's how the movie begins. Because you're right. Like I, I, and I never see it again. The, my fear of an American Sailor Moon movie is that that is the entire movie. The entire movie is the romance between him and her, which again I like. Uh. But that that would be the focus of the movie, and the other four scouts are going to be like, you know, X Men movie style, <laughs> just like there. You know what right. I mean? Like they are there and they have powers and they show up and they use those powers. Well, that I think is the that's the trick to adapting manga for movies, right? Because Western comics are built around short form story arcs, you know, like Western comics are built around at least since, you know, the the 80s. Western comics are built around like six issues, you know, or or maybe a year or two of story of monthly storytelling. Like, you know, the Winter Soldier stuff. How long does that take? Like a year to all to to go from, you know, Winter Soldier coming back to kind of resolving that plot line like a year, two years. Something like that. I don't remember exactly. 20 issues. Let's say. But like. 
manga is so tied into its creators and it's so long form. Like there's there's 12 volumes of Sailor Moon on my shelf that are all by Naoko Takeuchi. There's but they're you know, not, I've got that's 20 not volumes of One Piece that are all by Ichiro Oda. Like and that's only like a quarter of what's out for one piece right now. But those so 12, they those tend 12, to have 12 issues or volumes of Sailor Moon are not one story. I mean, they're one story. They're in the not sense one story. They're, yeah. They're not one arc, but I feel like there's, it's way easier to adapt them to another long form sequential medium than it is to adapt them to two hours in you know, to 90 minutes to two hours. And I, I feel like part of that's why I, I don't think a movie is the middle ground between the manga, which kind of gets through, you know, the end of the Queen Barrel saga pretty quickly, and the anime, which takes a year to do it. I feel like you, you know? can, like, okay, I feel like if you do, if you do a movie that starts at start with no Sailor Scouts and ends with destroying Queen Barrel, I can imagine it, and it would, it would have a lot of emphasis on, you know, destiny uh, in the sense that like it'll be all the girls meeting for the first time and coming together and it'll all be part of like, a oh, the reason they're all meeting each other right now is because this is the exact time when this happens and this happens and this happens. And it would just it would feel really fast. And the, what you'd lose, what I would be afraid that you would lose is the friendship aspect, which obviously you can have that they become fast friends and they care about each other that quickly, but you lose the depth of it which you get mm-hmm. in the long form. So I think it would have, it, you could probably make, a, I mean, again, if you're really skillful, you could probably make a good Sailor Moon movie that does that. I just am afraid of what you lose. The, the other question that I would ask to this is, do you take like $50 million of that money and make a season of a Sailor V TV show? <laughs> no. A code name Sailor V on, on, on the CW as a prequel to the movie. No, I think you do. I think you do. <laughs> Ridiculous. But yeah, like uh, I, I think it would be very, very difficult. I think it would be very, very difficult to boil everything down to one because you want you want the friendships. You want all you, you want the miracle romance. Even like I don't even like the miracle romance. And like I would want it. Well, let me uh, let me let's put out the call. Uh, if you can uh, if you can write a, a, a one paragraph pitch for the Sailor Moon movie. <laughs> Go for it. Hey, everybody, write your screenplay. No, no. A one paragraph pitch. Don't write a whole screenplay. Tire I'm not reading the screenplay. screenplay. <laughs> the first movie is all about uh, Jedite and uh, Titus, uh, Tetis, uh, and, and their strained relationship. They're, oh, yeah, the scouts aren't, your, even, scouts aren't even in that. Scouts are, the scouts are barely in it. Uh, speaking of movies. Well, let's, let's, okay, look, we took a while with that one. Let's do, let's get a, let's get a quick one. Let's get Thumbs a quick up one. says, what are the Sailor Scouts' favorite 90s movies? So I guess it has to be Clueless. Right. Sure. Okay. I mean, I feel like she could identify with that. Does uh, is is it is it Makoto who likes Space Jam? No, Makoto likes Bring It On. Oh, sorry. Wait, is that nineties? Mm, wait, that's two thousand. Well, two thousand. I yeah. think yeah, so. It doesn't count. Okay, it doesn't count. Somebody so. who likes Space Jam because apparently everybody loves Space Jam now. Uh, uh, loves Space Jam? I, have, ironically I have Space Jam. always loved Space Jam, and yeah, there's a tinge of irony, but I legitimately, earnestly, Same. like, when it's on, I will watch it. <laughs> I I love that Space Jam exists. As you should. Because it is, it is an existence that defies all logic. Oh, <laughs> uh, Venus likes uh, Sp- uh, Spice World. Yeah. Ooh, that's a, that's a good one for yeah. Venus. 
And I'm going, uh, let's see what what's a like what is what is Ami like? What's a what's a smart movie? Searching for Bobby from the '90s. <laughs> what's a movie about math? <laughs> she she likes math. The movie. Was it when was if it? Beautiful Mind. You got two hundred million dollars to make a movie about oh, math. Uh, uh, she is she election? Maybe she's election. I don't think she has that kind of sense of humor. That's fair. She, I mean, it is a dark comedy. Gosh, what's maybe like Mars? Okay. I could so, see watching that movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there are not a lot of '90s teen movies about smart girls. <laughs> Which one of them likes Train Spotting? <laughs> uh, none of them, I would say. <laughs> uh, let's see. Fight Club. I'm just googling '90s movies yeah. and looking uh, at '90s. Oh, likes Fight Club. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. Right? Mm, uh, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, is The Matrix? Oh, uh, episode... The Matrix was 99. Episode 1? Yeah. Episode no, 1. None of them like episode 1. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me see. Biggest... I don't know. Maybe Ray likes The Craft. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, Ray, Ray being into The Craft. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good one. Like, that's canonical the from, the, from the, the adaptations, I think, right? Uh, well, she was into she was into Buffy and the X Files and stuff, right? And then the X Files, yeah. but yeah, I think I think really being into the craft is uh, that seems right. Pretty pretty top notch. Oh, you know what? You know what Makoto would like a league what? of their own. Oh, there you go. I like that. Sure. Yeah, there's no crying mm-hmm. at baseball. That sounds like a seems like her nightmare before Christmas. And, uh, Ami would like Ami would like a face off. <laughs> no, she would like Jurassic Park, right? Because of Jeff Goldblum. She might like Jurassic Park, but you know, you know that she'd be like, but you know, that's not really what a what a velociraptor looks like. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. Or that would Scientists be scientists no have theorized that the, the dinosaurs really had feathers, Serena. Starship Troopers, Men oh, in yeah. Black, Titanic. Oh, yeah. Titanic. Well, Ami likes. Oh, she's Titan- all that. Okay. No, she's, she's Titanic like, would be Usagi's favorite. Oh yeah. my god! I think you know what Ami would like. She's all that, right? That's like literally about a nerdy girl. That's true, but the nerdy girl doesn't go out with like the the jock girl at the end. Of Listen, <laughs> she's all that. So that is true. It is my fair lady. That co- that covers it pretty well. Happy. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're I think we're good on that one. That was a fun one. Yep, that was. Fun. Yeah. yeah, I think that's I think that's all the time we've got for uh, Twitter questions okay. this week. Do we have any letters? No, no letters. No new letters. Okay. Next time. Next time. Send us send us some letters and tweets, everybody. Uh, but now is the time of the show where we are getting into the episode. Uh, Amanda Jordan, are you prepared for Sailor Moon R episode eighty, the terrifying illusion, Amiel alone? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what do you think this episode was called in the nineties by the Deke I mean, executives? Like, I mean, the obvious the obvious answer would be like like Amy the cheater, but I don't. I don't think they would call it that, no. you know? It doesn't have Amy in it, in the title. Uh, that's weird, because this is an Ami Spotlight episode. Let's see. I don't think you're going to get this one. Does it have anything to do with mistrust? No. Yeah. Okay, then uh, let's see. Making the grade. That's a good <laughs> one. That's not it. Okay, I feel, I feel bad because I got last week's so you well. Got last week's exactly almost. Uh, this one is called Smart Payoff. What? Yeah. yeah. Does it, how is that a title? <laughs> Smart payoff? Yep. Is that a phrase that I am just unfamiliar with? No, that's not, not that a I'm thing. Aware of. <laughs> we we have to talk to our Canadian friends and see if that's a Canadian phrase <laughs> that we are unfamiliar with. No. What, what Dweezel wrote that? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. 
This issue needs a way cooler title, <laughs> not some dweezel. So, yeah, that is what uh, what it was called. Should I catch everybody up? Do you think it's necessary? <sighs> I don't know. Look, genuine question. We've been at this for 80 episodes. Write in and tell me if you're tired of the bit. <laughs> Sailor Business Podcast at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Let me know. Recaps or no recaps. We're going to put this to a vote. In fact, Jordan, make a poll on Twitter. Right now? Or? Five second recap or no five second recap. Now or when this episode goes live? Uh, When the episode goes live. I'm not going to do it this week. I'm not going to do it this week. Oh, I did a really good one last week, I think. Well, and I, I, that one. I'm not feeling it. Okay. All right. Well, this episode, now let me say, this episode starts twice with the best lines in the world. Okay. Both the preview. You're, talk, you're talking about the, the teaser, The right? teaser the, the and the actual episode both start with epically awesome lines. <laughs> First line of the teaser, Chris, do you know what it is? Uh, is it a, is it Usagi talking about uh, saying, so what if I'm a flat-chested girl? I'm a good-for-nothing, flat-chested, thoughtless idiot. Yeah. That is the first line <laughs> of the teaser. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's where we're starting out today. And that's our hero. Yeah. Uh, and then the uh, the first line of the actual episode is uh, belongs to our villainous Esmeralda. Who is bathing at the time. Oh boy, and is she. Yeah, the, okay. Look, the first thing we see when the when the episode starts is Esmeralda's foot straight up in the air as she is caressing her own yeah. leg in the bathtub. So the first line in my notes is, hello. And the first line so that she sensual. says about that is, my body is so beautiful. <laughs> It is crazy. Uh, she is super naked in this in the Hella bathtub, naked. Um, and she has great self esteem, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just talking to herself. She's real oh, I'm so beautiful. She is. She is bathing in uh, jasmine flowers because that's what Prince Damon likes. Now I'm going to make a guess. <laughs> Jordan. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and guess that all the scenes of Esmeralda in the bathtub are not in the deke dub. You are spectacularly right. Oh, so what happens, <laughs> great. What happens here is, as you know, uh, Sapphire just teleports in while she's bathing to, to get an eyeful, I guess, and tells her off. Yeah, but he's so uninterested. I know. He's he really so is. uninterested. He really is. Uh, he just tells her off. And uh, so they have him show up and tell her off. They have her show up, but he goes, Oh, stop getting a pedicure and get to work. And then we see the extreme close-up of her mouth going, and then the weird shot where her head turns sideways so the moon can line up. But that's also a super close-up, so you can't tell that she's naked in the bathtub. Right. And then when you see her in the next scene, she's wearing her bathrobe because apparently she was getting a pedicure in her bathrobe. That's fine. And they just leave out all the bath stuff. Weird. (laughs) Okay. So we actually do see Sephir in this scene. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and and a weird like because look, uh, I recently got a pedicure for the first time. That is not what is happening no, at no, all. No. This is not what a pedicure no. looks like. No, no. By the way, if y'all ain't never had a mani pedi, get on that. It's good stuff. Why? Why? It's awesome, Jordan. Have you never had one? No. Okay, look, you gotta get one, bro. <laughs> bro, bro, you gotta get a mani pedi, bro. <laughs> Because, look, I'm going to tell you right now, you don't even know this. Your cuticles are disgusting. I'm sure that's true. Yeah. So go get them. Go get them cleaned up, bro. Go get that calf massage. Oh, I love <sighs> that calf massage. It was amazing. Aiden and I have decided that every time we go to a con, 
there is also going to be a Manny Petty oh, involved. That's a great idea. So I'm trying I'm trying to put together a crew for Heroes Con, which is I think this weekend when you're hearing this. Like me, Chad, Matt Wilson, Kyle Starks, Aiden. <laughs> like all all my boys going and getting a Manny Petty on Thursday night before the show starts. Oh, that's great. So that you're that you look, your hands look great for signing things. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, it's, you, they give you like, okay, listen, s- s- the Manny Petty business sub show real quick. <laughs> Add this to the sailor business wiki. It's one of our many sub show <laughs> segments. We, we went and got Manny Petty's while we were out in Portland, uh, Aiden and I, and it was my first time going. We went there at 1030 in the morning. The first thing they did was bring me a wine list. Oh, snap. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just like, yo, can I just get like a coffee? And they were like, we got you. <laughs> it was That's awesome. great. Okay, back to the show. So Jordan, get a mani pedi. So she, so she kind of half-heartedly covers herself up while giving him like, a, oh, haha, you're coming to spy on me. We pull back, and I want to talk about Esmeralda's bathtub for yes. like an hour. Yeah, this is important. Esmeralda's bathtub, like, it first appears to be a normal bathtub. But then it pulls out, and we see that it's pink. It's weirdly angled, yep. <laughs> like, and the defies water is gravity. weirdly angled. Yes, it the defies water gravity. defies gravity, and it is balanced on a tiny little like pedestal, <laughs> like it, that comes to a point. Yes, yeah, you it should is... not, like the way that a tub works. <laughs> if you're looking at it straight on, you should not be able to see the water at an angle. That just does not work. And yet this one you can. Yeah, it's it's the second most baller thing that Esmeralda does in this episode. Taking a bath in this bizarre, like abstract oh art God. bathtub. Like it's amazing. Boss. It's kind of it's kind of designed to show you off, to be honest with you. Because again, it, it is. Yeah, <laughs> because like a normal bathtub, you're down, you know, you're sunken below it. This one is like, but no, let's tip it forward so people can like look in at this. You know what? It looks really comfy. Sure. Because it, it's like it's angled like a fucking lazy boy. Yeah. It looks great. If I could bathe in this thing, I would. Every like no question. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I would too. So we get the scene transition with her head slowly rotating and the black moon on her forehead becoming the the real moon. Uh, and she says that the next uh, dark energy point is a cram school for the gifted. Then Esmeralda. Shows up to do evil. Shows up to plant a dark henge, to create a monster, to gather dark energy for the forces of the Black Moon Clan in a bathrobe. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That, that is baller status. Well, because, spoiler, she's literally doing this, like, between moments of her bath. Right. The implication, to me, seems to be she does this goes straight back, gets back in the tub, and is there for the entire rest of the episode. Like a day and a half. Oh, it takes a while. There's like at least, (laughs) this is bare men's 18 hours. Yeah. Like probably closer to 24. (laughs) But yeah, she's like, yo, I'm doing my 24-hour jasmine perfume bath. (laughs) Like, can you imagine being baller enough to be taking a bath? Get out of your perfume scented bath, put on your bathrobe, go do your job, and get back right. in the bath. That's amazing. So she does. Uh, and like you said, it's a cram school. I mean, look, we like we all work. Like, 
Amanda, you're a writer and editor. I'm yeah. a freelancer. Theoretically, I could do this. It's true. <laughs> Theoretically, you could do you could do your job and just get right back in the bathroom. Oh yeah, sometimes I have. <laughs> I mean, I have to go to the office. So, <laughs> is there not a is there not like a a, a corporate bathtub at the Marvel offices? <laughs> I, I'm sure I saw one on my tour. Yeah. No, unfortunately, it's cl- it's it's closed for repairs. Oh. <laughs> okay. Probably because it was comics people getting in that bathtub that's balanced on that tiny pillar. <laughs> so, like you said, it's a cram school. And oddly enough, it's a cram school that Amy does not go to. Yeah, this is the Isai cram school, uh, not the uh, OK cram school that we have seen her attending. <laughs> Her mother's a doctor. She should be able to afford this, but for some reason she doesn't. So uh, it is the one that Melvin goes to. And so she casts the dark energy on it. Um, we see all the kids inside going, oh, ooh. there's a shot of a girl who's got her ha- hand around her throat, like as though she's choking or maybe she's about to choke herself and her hand wraps all the way around her neck. Yeah, it's again, the anime <laughs> head to neck ratio, <laughs> which is so way off. We also see uh, the monster. Oh, also, Umino goes to this cram school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or that, that's going to be important later. Which is weird because Umino and Naru, I thought, went to the same cram school. But uh, Naru is not in this scene. She must have gotten her grades up. Maybe so. Maybe so. Esmeralda also summons the monster for this week, uh, the droid, whose name in uh, Japanese is uh, Giwaku. Uh, which is translated uh, in the new dub to Giwak. And I don't. I don't know anything about that name. What's the name in, in the dub, Jordan? Guess what the name in the dub is, Chris. Judging by the display name that you have in this recording session, uh, I'm going to guess it's Mistrust. It is Mistrust. Yay. It's a dumb name. Now, I don't know. Technically, it might just be the word mistrust. But the way they say it, it sounds like mistrust. I think that's a perfectly fine name. I love I love names like that for monsters. But she has uh, antenna and kind of like leafy looking ish gloves and and thigh high boots. It's a weird design. Yeah, she looks like I, a bug. I, I don't quite get it. Yeah, yeah, she looks she looks yeah. like a bug. Uh, Mistrust is a better name than mm. Animal Instinct. Oh, by yeah. a long shot. Oh yeah, Animal Instinct is a terrible name for a monster. <laughs> Oh, uh, oh that's the what I was next day. I was going to say that in this entire episode, they don't in the deke dub. They keep calling her a drone instead of a droid. Amy like keeps going and saying like, "Oh, that's that's the dark moon's dro- drone." Do, do they call the monsters droids in the English version? I don't remember if they have or not in the past. Or is she calling her a drone because she's a bug? I don't believe that that's the, the case. I think she's just using drone like as like a bad guy henchman. Because yeah, because like. They, you know, they, they certainly didn't call the Yoma, the Yoma, they, they called the Cardians Cardians, but like we've had what we've had Yoma, we've had Cardians and we've had droids, right? Those are our three types of enemies mm-hmm. that we've had, the monsters of the week. Mm-hmm. So the only one where that name is used in English is, is Cardians, right? Yeah. They, I'm trying to remember if they've used the word droid or not. They might have used the word droid, though. I, I just can't remember. So we so cut from, from there, there. We cut to Crossroads Middle School, a.k.a. Juban Public uh, Junior High. And uh, the final exam results have been posted. And who has the best score? Amy Mizuno. Yes. Uh, Amy Mizuno is the number one Although, in the semester final exam yeah, results. I feel like I need to point out she is the best score relative to the other students she doesn't have the best possible score she only has a 495 
Yeah, uh, she she missed one Shameful. question. She actually like acts like it is a a horrifying mark against her later yeah. on in the episode. And the thing she says is she's like, "Oh, I was just lucky that the things I studied happened to be on the test." Now, okay. First of all, Ami, you study everything. Second of all, like you weren't lucky. That's hard work. You know, own it. She's own very it, Ami. modest. Yeah, about like that's not a kind of modesty I I, I like. I think Ami should be like, yeah, well, I studied really freaking mm-hmm. hard. But instantly, the other girls in the class, and these are not girls we have seen before. This is not uh, Lisa Brownridge and Rika Kelton. Uh, these are other yeah. girls. Uh, they're like, like, uh, must be nice to always be top in the class. Which is a very, like, snarky thing to say to someone who makes good grades. <laughs> they, say, they say, watch out, or people might call you a nerd. Which, well, she has already been referred to as a brain school reject. <laughs> which is not a thing. Yeah, these girls are mean. <laughs> I don't like them. Uh, it's also, like, a funny uh, way of, like, showing the culture of education there versus in America where like anyone doing well, at anything is a nerd here. <laughs> like we wouldn't even get to like that attitude of, Oh, it must be nice to know all the things like, no, it's never good to know all the things you're gross. <laughs> no, Amanda, is that a thing you you're from, you're from out West. You're from California. Uh, like, I don't really remember that being a thing when I was in school. Like, I mean, obviously that's like a, a, a pop culture thing, but you know, the, the kids who were like doing well on tests and stuff tended to not be like outright hated <laughs> <laughs> in, in the way that, that they, they usually are. Yeah, I are. think like pop culture kind of feeds that. Like, I was like, I was one of those kids who was always like, like always one of the top tests takers but like it was just like oh well don't brag we didn't bring you on here to brag meadows come on i studied really hard i'm willing to say that ami isn't (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so like i like i remember it just kind of being like a a tacit understanding that it's like good for her also don't want to be her friend (laughs) or she's not she's not she can never be a girl that you would think would date ex dude because she's too smart. I think there's like this thing about being smart that disqualifies you from any cool activities. Now I'm going to guess because of all of our lines of yes. work, that all three of us were nerdy teens. Definitely. In, in some sure. kind of respect. But I mean, like I, you know, I mean, you know, my friends were kind of the, you know, the other, like weirdos like I was a little bit of a weirdo in school unsurprisingly but I was kind of a you know I was also kind of a class clown Mm -hmm. and now uh, Amanda were you I I know you had Sailor Moon friends we've talked about that but were you like were you a a a popular girl I was like solidly (laughs) solidly in between like I was universally referred to as nice and helpful and funny but like (laughs) not popular like, I think I got invited to a party once, and I didn't go. Yeah, I was. But I did not get a lot of yeah, party invites. That's, that's how I, like, see it. It's like, no party invites, but solid hangouts. Solid hangouts with good friends. Yeah, I had, like, look, uh, I had a lot of drama club exactly. friends, and we had a yeah, lot of I was hangouts. A, I, was, yep, I was a chorus kid. I was in the magical choir. This is its own specific oh my nerdy. God. Yeah, listen, my friends were band kids. Listen, okay. <laughs> 
Like, yeah, you want to talk about the people who everybody hated? It was the fucking Madrigal <laughs> Choir at my high school. Oh, God. Ugh, choir kids. <laughs> Sorry, Amanda. No, no wow. You're right. Like, I mean, <laughs> no, like, look, I'll take, the, I'll take the hits for the drama kids, but like. Yeah, the drama kids were good friends of uh, mine, too, so it's like, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, there's an understanding. Uh, Jordan, yeah. Now, Jordan, I know you were you were a pr- like we've seen some of your like you had a a sailor you had you had a chibi hate shrine online. Yeah. So, oh my god. In in the early nineties. No, 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 no. That was like the mid to mid-90s. late nineties. Yes, <laughs> mid nineties. Um, but yes. still. No, I mean, I was not a I was not a popular kid. I was not a but I was not like an unpopular kid. I. I had my friends that I had and I, I hung out with, I was in the choir as well, but I wasn't in the magical choir and I hung out with those people and I had to, I had to start the drama club back up in my school cause it had, it had been gone. So I, I, I hung out with the drama people in that I got there to be drama people. <laughs> <laughs> were, no, but were you like, were you like an overachiever? Cause I like when it came to like grades and stuff, I, I definitely was. I'm super smart, but I don't work very hard at it. Um, because yeah, same. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I, because I could, I could get away with not working hard at it, so I would not. Do, yeah, do it. The trick is, if you test really well, you don't have to do homework. Yep. Right. Exactly. Right. You just never do homework. Yeah, I was just like baller at tests and papers. So like in between, in between yes. assignments, I'd be like, I might drop off on this one, uh, depending on where yeah. we were in the semester. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cla- class projects, papers, yeah. tests did yeah. really well at. It. Homework was like I made a conscious de- decision when I was like thirteen. I'm just like I'm not going to do homework anymore. <laughs> homework is dumb. Homework is for. Lame. But I mean, like they, they really. I mean, I'm surprised you got away with that though, because they, in my experience, they were like very big on homework. Like they would do all sorts of things to make sure you're doing your homework. I mean, like, look, I would, I would do it occasionally, but yeah, that was my, that was like my big problem, like. Especially because I, when I was, you know, in eighth grade, when I kind of made this decision, this like, and this was my teenage rebellion was just like, I'm not going to do homework anymore. Uh, like <laughs> I was going to the school where my mom was also a teacher. So th- there had to like, there had to be some, uh, some talks between colleagues about my, my waste oh, of no. potential. Oh man. Bummer. So yeah, I guess none of us were an army. None of us were studiers. No. Yeah, like I was a studier, but not no nowhere near Ami levels. Ami is superhuman studying. Yeah, so so Ami says like it's okay. I'm used to being called names like this, which is like I was kind of under the impression that, and again, this is an impression that I get from watching anime and tokusatsu shows. Does Japan have that same kind of culture of like, well, you don't want to do good on tests? Because I kind of thought that was not the case over there. I don't know. Maybe that's just like the specific shittiness of middle school. Yeah. And I mean, like, look, I know that, I know that they have, you know, nerds, like obviously like nobody wants to be Umino. Right. Because that's, that's the thing is I think it all comes down to, I mean, look, everybody here loves Amy. I'm not trying to be mean to Amy, but she's in addition to being smart, she's also not that well socialized. Like she's very awkward. She's not that friendly. I mean, she's friendly in that she smiles at people, but she doesn't make an effort to talk to them, really. I mean, until Usagi, like, went out of her way to be like, you're my friend now. Like, yeah, she did not but I think that's friends. the I think that's the thing about this episode is that this, the, the Ami saying, like, oh, I'm used to this. And again, like, we're going to see later in the episode that, yes, it does hurt her. But I think Ami saying I'm used to this would have been a better plot point 
when in the early days when Ami had not had like a group of friends that she's super close to for over a year. Yeah. You know, like like part of what she gets, you know, part of what the the kids are about to say in a second is that like, you know, oh why do you, you know, you you must be a cheater cuz you hang out with Usagi and Usagi's dumb. Like, you know, like you would know, you know you're too you know, if you were really smart, you wouldn't be friends with with the person who makes bad grades. Which is such a like really weird, yeah. you know? Yeah, I don't think it makes much sense. Like I don't think Ami's popular, but Ami certainly is she has friends. You know, she she has friends at school at least. Yeah, but again, if you, it's but it's but that's weird. She has friends at school because Usagi's superpower is friendship and she'll be friends with anyone. And the the rest well, of them she, are friends with her because they're Sailor Scouts. And I'm going to go I listen, again, I'm going to kind of go out on a limb and say that's the only reason. Even, well, here's my question. Sure. Do you think that Ami and Naru are friends? Like, do you think Ami and Naru ever hang out? Like, do you think Usagi ever hangs out with Naru and Ami at the same time? Or is it, you know, Usagi hangs out with Naru and Usagi hangs out with the scouts and never the twain shall meet? I don't think that not on a not on a, not in any significant way. No, I would say no. Uh, th- like, I could see a time when Usagi is like, I'm going to do a thing and she drags them both along. But generally Birthday speaking... Party? Yeah, or something like that. But like generally speaking, I'm going to say no because if it's if it's if 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 Usagi's like I got to go to that mall to buy some new shoes and Naru's like that sounds great and they go Amy you want to come? Amy's going to say I got math to read. This is not sailor business. Like I I have other things to do. Unless unless Usagi literally grabs her and drags her along. And again, that's what I'm saying like about with the other scouts. Like I I don't think that she would hang out with the other scouts. I mean, how many episodes have we seen where they're like we're all going to go do something fun today and it's like but Amy's at, at cram school and Amy's at this other thing because that's I mean, and that's her priority and that's fine for her that to be her priority, but her priority is not friendship. I mean, again, she does things for her friends. She is friends with them in her in the way that she does it. But it's it's a way that the average, I think the average student, even though they know that she hangs out with those four kids, although really only three kids or two kids because only two of them go to the school, um, that they're going to be like, but she's a person who doesn't make an effort to reach out to human beings. Like she has these two friends that we see her with, but that's because those two are friendly. Yeah, that's fair. that makes sense. It sounds like real friendships too. So uh, they, you know, they start in on, like, Ami's like, yeah, I'm used to being called a nerd. It's whatever. And then Usagi's like, yeah, well, I'm used to getting bad grades. And then we see, like, Usagi standing in front of a collage of her papers. And Usagi's making 15s and 27s on her papers. It really makes you wonder how she gets out of school at all. How? I mean, you asked, like, oh, how did they decide that Usagi should be the queen of Crystal Tokyo? And I'm like, boy, I hope nobody pulled these out. (laughs) Because I would be like, no. I mean, I, li- I like I like Usagi. She tells it like it is, man. Like you know, she just says what we're all thinking. Oh Jesus! I, I don't want somebody who makes over a fifteen on their uh, on their, their their math test. Yeah, I don't like those tryhards. <laughs> calculating tryhards. Well, guys, I don't like those those Mizunos. Guys, I got news for you. There's a reason not to like Amy. She cheated on this <gasps> test. Oh, do you do you want to know what I wrote in my notes? It's got a cuss word in it. Let's hear it. Umino, you fucking buster ass narc. <laughs> well, he didn't tell the teachers. He's just telling the other students. Yeah. Well, okay, look. First of all, Ami didn't use a cheat sheet, so Umino made that cheat sheet. I don't know, man. So I don't know. 
Somebody says it's her handwriting. Or is that in the deep dub? That might have been the deep dub. <laughs> I think that's in the dub. Oh, man. So Umino, that little piece of shit, <laughs> says that uh, Ami's only on the, uh, on the top of the class because she's always been uh. cheating. Uh, and that's when we get the kids saying, like, yeah, uh, there's no way she can be that smart. She hangs out with that idiot Usagi. And I'm like, all right, all right. Now, I'll tell you, here's the thing about that to me is that I was like, that guys, that doesn't make sense. If she was cheating, she's really good friends with Usagi. She would help Usagi cheat. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, if she was cheating, Usagi wouldn't be getting 15. Listen, this is about ethics and school testing. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Naru's even like, hey, Umino, you're acting like a dick. And Umino's like, was like, oh, so you're siding with the cheater? And that's oh. when somebody oh, steps God. in. Cause so someone's 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 fucking with my girl sense. No, went on. no. It's a real gamer game. I don't know. These kids these kids start to uh, advance on Ami and Makoto shows up and she's like, What what the fuck you say? You say it again. Say it again. I fucking dare you say it again. And then a guy That's what, grabs the front of Makoto's biggest mistake of oh his life. That's great. Why would you do that? I wrote down, oh, you fucked up now. <laughs> <laughs> this guy puts his hand. He says, are you defending Mizuno the cheater? And puts his hands on uh, Makoto Kino's collar. And Makoto slams him into the ground and then slams his friends on so top great. of him. Yep. Because Makoto doesn't oh, fuck around. That was a sick spot. And somehow she does not get in trouble for no. this. <laughs> well, they, they actually talk about it. They actually talk about it. Like, so it's like, uh, we should probably get the fuck out of here. And then, and then I think it's, uh, I think it's Usagi goes, hey, they put her hands on, they put their hands on her. It's, it was, that was self-defense. We can get out of this charge. <laughs> But I love that this happens, and then the first thing you see is Naru behind her goes, she's so strong. Uh, by the way, new Molly in the uh, in the Deke dub. Oh, in the Deke dub? Yeah. Is there, does she still do the accent? She's trying. <laughs> it doesn't quite sound right. right. Give me an impression. Like, imagine a bad impression of Molly. I, I tried to. I can because we do one a lot on the show. <laughs> She's no. Oh, Serena. No, that's probably better. That's the thing is, I feel like we do a better job than than this person did. That's why I was like, she, she's it. not a cheater. <laughs> a cheetah. <laughs> I'm gonna take her to Boston. She's gonna like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm in a cheetah. <laughs> Yankee suck. <laughs> so Amy goes. Listen, guys, it's okay. I didn't do it. So it's going to be all right. Again, we get a, like, Ami says, it's okay. And then we get a shot of Makoto standing over a pile of bodies, (laughs) pointing at them and going, they were spreading lies. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Oh, Mako. Love her. Love her. She would do that for Uh, any one of her friends. I mean, she probably would, but she's especially going to do it uh, for Ami. uh, Because you don't don't fuck with a girl. Yeah. So uh, they, they end my, up walking so, home. Well, Ami goes, Ami goes, look, uh, it's fine. I'm innocent, so it's no big deal. I know the truth. Uh, some people can say what they want. I'm just frustrated that I got that one question wrong. Right. No. Because she is genuine. That being said, she also is, like, psychotic in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> in the sense that this is the episode where you see Amy doing more fake smiling than you ever will see in the rest of her well, entire career. This seems very realistic to me because I, I feel like the idea is that Ami is 
this is this is a situation Ami can't control, right? Mm-hmm. So Ami is kind of retreating into a situation she can, and that is her frustration over not doing not getting a perfect score on the test. Like rather than getting frustrated at what other people are doing, Ami is going to instead kind of internalize those frustrations onto a thing she can control. Like that that seems like a very realistic reaction. Although, you know, like, obviously she's putting on a front for her friends. Right. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, she spends the rest of the episode basically kind of going, everything's great, everything's fine, everything's fine. And it's like, it's fine. No, it's like, fine. like breaking. It's fine. Find. Yeah. But, like, she's also kind of focusing on the idea of, you know, Umino can say what he wants because Ami doesn't give a fuck about Umino. Because she's got, you know, her friends. She has friends now. Uh, she has Usagi. She has Rei. She has Mina. She has Mako. So there are... I think this episode does do a pretty good idea of establishing that, like, if Ami was alone, this would hurt her. But Ami has friends so she that believe in her, and so she's more okay than she would otherwise right. be. Message of the episode. And that's Sailor Moon says. <laughs> they're walking home, and they're kind of going, ah, oh, those fuckers. I can't believe Imuno's doing that. And then they just... Yeah, uh, Makoto says, if they keep talking shit, quote... I'm going to wring his body like a rag. Well, that's because no, we haven't gotten there yet. That's because of what he does next. Because because they they just first they just drop the knowledge on us. By the way, they all go to that that cram school. Then uh, Rini runs up and is like, "Hey, I heard Amy cheats on tests." <laughs> and it's like, "What?" And the answer is, Umino went to the five year old friend of Amy. Went and was to like, the elementary school. <laughs> hey, little kid, your friend's a fucking cheater. <laughs> Creep ass Umino <laughs> took a walk to the elementary school and started spreading lies about a like to what is to them a random ass right. middle schooler. <laughs> so uh, that is the thing that she says she's going to ring him like a like a washcloth or whatever. Um, and yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm going to ring his buddy like a rag, which is a very evocative and very unique yes. threat. Oh. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that before. <laughs> Then uh, Amy once again goes, everything's fine. You guys believe me. It's fine. Bye. And runs away. Bye. I'm going to run away now. (laughs) And they stand there and they go, well, she's not taking this well. Yeah. Specifically, Makoto goes, she's taking this pretty badly. (laughs) (laughs) Amy walks by a couple of other students and they're like, oh, it's Cheating McCheaterson. Look at that. Yeah, it's it's the same girls from before. And she's so sad and she starts running and again being sad. And she hides in an alleyway. And then she imagines Yusagi going, I believe you. And then she's like, okay. Shaggy yeah, the, the thing I wrote down for this was sometimes you just need a good old fashioned alley yeah. cry. <laughs> she hallucinates her friend Molly and uh, or Molly uh, Usagi, and then uh, and then she's all right. Yeah, but then she sees the sign for this cram school, and she makes the connection. Now, me and my wife had a disagreement over this, over why she goes to the cram school. Uh, my wife's interpretation was that she actually is going to investigate because she's like, they wouldn't say this stuff about me if there wasn't something going on. It's probably something evil. I'm going to go investigate. My interpretation actually was they all go to this cram school that I don't go to. I should go to this cram school, too. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to go study more and then find out that it's evil. No, I think I think Ami is going to going to check it out, because when we see her show up the cram school, when she opens the door, like before she sees that it's all full of dark power, she has a very like, you know, determined look on her face. It, it, it's it's the investigation look. It's the hmm, what's going on here? Part that of kind it is of look, because even before she sees it. They call it the cram school for the gifted. 
Yes. Is, and that's part of why. Because it's like her sitting there with, with watery eyes going, they all go to the cram school for the gifted, made me feel like she was jealous of them. Mm. And like that she was like, I, I want to go to the cram school for the gifted. But I don't know. That, that was just my interpretation. So you might be right. She does have a pretty serious expression on her face when she opens the door. And yeah. now, okay, let's talk about it again. We talked about it last episode, and I'm going to talk about okay. it again. Yeah, this, I have a lot of questions. What, what is dark flower? Because yeah. <laughs> it looks like smoke. Yeah, it looks like just like a car yeah, has been running indoors <laughs> for a couple hours. Dark power is... It is a visible and tangible thing in this episode, which it has not been before. Like, you can look at a building and be like, oh, there's some dark power in there. And now, again, the plan here is, and and it, it gets weird, you know, uh, I, I don't think the stuff after this can be really addressed because the stuff after this is all reactionary, that there's a Sailor Scout here, so I'm going to do this. So that's not part of the plan. The plan here is there's a cram school. The cram school is full of black smoke. <laughs> Because I guess it just builds up as the longer it, it sits there. And our, all of our students are going to go out into the world and be assholes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. How does that get like, them energy? Okay. What What does that do? What, I... Well, here, here's the thing. This episode, Esmeralda and uh, Giwak clearly target Ami. Ami's the target of this episode. They never say it, though, because... Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and Amanda, you might know, but but Jordan, we've watched all these episodes. Esmeralda and the Black Moon Clan, do they know the scouts' no. identities? No. Yeah, no, because in, in, in like two seconds, what's going to happen is Amy walks in with the dark power, and she transforms. And the droid goes, ah, yeah. that girl's a sailor scout. Like, oh, that girl's a sailor guardian. But they're already clearly targeting Ami because, you know, Umino made a fake cheat sheet. But it's a coincidence. The, the 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 students are just going out and being assholes to whoever is smart apparently and coincidentally one of the sailor scouts is smart i mean much like uh, again we never talked about this either much like last episode the fact that artemis wound up at the place was a fucking total coincidence right. he did not do good investigation and lead him to the bad guys he just followed some fucking kittens and coincidentally that's where the bad guys went and the exact well, same look, thing again. is true here Coincidence is the engine that yes. drives this show. <laughs> but it doesn't have in to be. In every way. It doesn't have No, it doesn't have to be, but it's it's frequent. Back in the Jedi days, <laughs> the coincidence was that they would wind up at the Jedi shop. But it wasn't that much of a coincidence because the whole concept of the Jedi's plans works because we try to get as many people to the shop as possible. You know what I mean? That's not an unforgivable coincidence. Whereas this, like you said, w- the fact that they targeted Amy is completely coincidental. Yeah, because it becomes part of the plan. Like, the plan shifts from, I guess they're just going to go out and and be dicks to Amy, to we're going to use this to turn Ami against the other scouts and make her kill her friends, which is what you want to do with the most powerful scout who has the most powerful attacks. Look, we're about to see some ultimate shit in a second, Jordan. Let's see it. But uh, but yeah, like it's it's so weird that that Ami is a target before Ami should be a target. No, it makes like, no sense. And it makes me wonder if, as you said before, if the idea here is, pe- you know, all the people who go to the Isai Cram School are going to go because, you know, I'm guessing Umino is probably second in the class. Like he's he's the nerd, right? He's the smart guy. Mm-hmm. So. If it's a cram school for the gifted, they're all going to like we can kind of assume and put together, even if it's not said on the show, that Ami's the only like the highest ranking student who's not part of the class. Right. 
not part of the cram school for the gifted. Everybody else would be doing good on that test. Right. So maybe the idea is, hey, go out there and make, you know, cast doubt on all these other students so that they do come to this cram school. And then it, again, creates that kind of dark energy feedback loop where it's like the more people who show up, the more people get infected with dark energy, the more the dark hinge can feed on them. Chris, that I mean, you're right. That that fixes it. And it's like that would have taken them like two seconds of effort to yeah. do and they didn't. Yeah, the Dark Kingdom's plans were so easy to follow and the Black Moon Clan's plans, I do not understand. <laughs> like, Alan and Anne's plans, super easy. Let's get some energy from these babies. I mean, the sisters... <laughs> this week's plot is kill babies. The sisters, I feel like, were even simpler because the sisters would be like, we're much closer to the, the, the simple, straightforward things of eat this dark fruit and you turn into a zombie who works for us. Well, yeah, the, like the, the Spectre sisters were like, we have to take over these points. We have to capture the flag. Right. You know, we have to t- take over and hold these points for a thousand, for a thousand years. Well, even if, even, <laughs> I know. If I'm kidding, okay, points, okay. If they poison the energy, you know, but Esmeralda's just going around saying, oh, there's dark energy here. I can use this. But use it to do what? Yeah, nothing. Like, we don't really know what Esmeralda wants. But like, to, in what way? No, it just makes no sense. So Amy. Which sucks because I really like Esmeralda as a character, but like as a villain, I don't get her. She has a beautiful body. It's true. And she knows she it. She says so. She knows it. Uh, Amanda, Amanda, do you have a, we've, you know, obviously been talking about Esmeralda for like two months now, but like, do you have any thoughts and memories about uh, Esmeralda as a, as a character? Uh, gosh, I just, I just really, I like her more than a lot of villains because she has this like really funny, like mean girl quality where it's like, I love when she, like, I love when she <laughs>, laughs when she's like clearly being defeated. <laughs> It's like so defensive. Um, I I like that she. I like her strut. I just like her overall vibe and attitude. She feels yeah, like she, a real. She really heel. does the. Uh, yes, and she really does the. I'm not mad. You're yeah, the one who's mad. She like gaslights people constantly. <laughs> it's actually yeah, funny to me. It is really funny. That's Esmeralda. Like, oh, it's actually really funny to me. Like, I'm not even mad about it. <laughs> it's great. Uh, so uh, Amy Giwak uh, reveals. Yeah, Amy transforms, and she uses her her little uh, computer that she has, her tiny little PDA, and calls the scouts. Calls, calls the scouts, and Usagi uses her old communicator. Like she doesn't use her her watch. Wait, really? That uh, that they all got? Yeah, because they have the watches now. Yeah, and Usagi uses her old like calculator. Uh, I think it's hard to see it. You're probably right. Either that or she's just holding her watch in her hand, which would also be pretty dumb. She might so just be way. holding her watch in her hand. But um, so uh, Giwak reveals uh, uh, herself and attacks Ami and Ami uh, uses attack. bubble spray freezing, which is new, right? Bubble spray freezing is not new. No, she's done that before. Uh, I don't she's remember adding freezing, freezing to it. Before. I, had, I hadn't remembered it either, but it was cool. <laughs> and then we've, we've talked about it a moment but later. Then, oh, shit. Double bubble spray freezing. So dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. I love it though. Cause it's like, how can we make this a little bit different without using any additional information? Oh, we'll just have her say she's doing it twice. Right. It's so dumb and I love it. And the and and the fact that she does double 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 bubble spray freezing <laughs> makes the villain go, 
oh, she's she's not as wussy as I thought. Yeah, she's super powerful. <laughs> she did something twice. <laughs> oh no! Look, I was prepared for bubble spray, but double bubble spray freezing. Uh, all right. Well, in that case, I'll have you kill your friends. What? Oh man! So she doesn't attack her. She just kind of waits. I mean, because again, she's just hovering outside watching, going, I'm going to make you kill the Sailor Scouts. And Amy is presumably just standing inside going, (laughs) because nothing (laughs) happens. (laughs) And that's the act break. Ami is like, it also instantly recognizes. This is how we know Ami's the smart one, because when she when Giwag makes a bunch of duplicates and Ami destroys them with bubble spray freezing and then a bunch more duplicates come out, Ami doesn't go, wow, this must be an army of identical enemies. <laughs> she goes, oh, I need to find her right. real body. Yeah, that's true. Like she she actually gets it right <laughs> on the first try. <laughs> so uh, all of a sudden Mars, Jupiter and Venus show up uh, and they're like, what's going on? And she's like, there's bad guys. Obviously, this is the thing that every week. Yeah, this is why I called you and told you there were <laughs> right. bad guys here. Like that's this is why everybody was a dick to me. Do you not see that this room is full of tangible dark energy? <laughs> it kind of would have been it kind of would have been kind of amazing if she had been like, "This is why everybody was saying I was cheating and and, and that's why everybody's so mean to me." And they were like, "Okay, I mean, <laughs> okay." Okay. Sure. Listen, we're doing our best here. The brain school reject. But no, they all are like, "Okay, great. So that's what happened." That's unforgivable. Uh, and then she does uh, the hallucination uh, uh, attack on Amy. The, the the bad guy does. Mistrust does. Uh, she does the hallucination attack. And all of a sudden, to Amy, the Sailor Scouts are saying terrible things. Now, yeah. here's the problem with this. The thing that they literally start saying to her, and this is something my wife pointed out to me, which I was like, that's a really good point. They start talking about how bad her Sailor Scout uniform right. is. Yeah, uh, I think it's... <laughs> It's uh, is it Venus or is it Ray who says like you know wearing two shades of blue really washes out your skin yeah. and makes you look terrible? <laughs> and I was like, and I yeah, we she didn't choose the outfit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were like, did you guys design your Taylor Fuku's because we missed that scene? Right. <laughs> yeah, like, bro, this is a uniform, and it looks basically the same as yours. Like, not yeah, it's not very different. <laughs> Like different shoes. That's the thing, right? Different shoes, different colors, different shoes. I wish in the in the new dub that they actually would have taken this opportunity to change it so that they were talking about the one difference in her outfit, which is the shoes. Like this would have worked so much better, I think, if they would have been like, oh, really? You're just going to copy Sailor Moon's boots <laughs> in the deep. Like, dub, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> I mean, in the deep dub, they they diss her hair. Do they, what do they say? I'm, I don't like that. It's unfashionable. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, her hair is extremely yeah. fashionable. Uh, and they talk about uh, how she's uh, uh, she brags about studying all the time. And she's like, oh, well, well, first of all, OK, wait, let's talk about her responses to all these things, because they're like, your your costume is so stupid looking, you stupid looking lame And she's like, well, I, I don't know why you're talking about that now. <laughs> like, this doesn't yeah, this, seem this like, seems like a time. weird time to bring this up. <laughs> And then Venus is like, you're always bragging about studying all the time. She's like, I try really hard not to brag about studying, but if that's how you feel, I'm very sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. She's, she, I love, I love, I love so much. I love this because this is why I told people last week, if you cast your minds back, uh, I told you to remember uh, Ami's conversation with Makoto about how she was learning 100 English vocabulary words every day. 
And it's like, look, if that's not a brag, that is a humble brag, Ami. No, because remember, she specifically said it in the context of, I don't think it's enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only learning 100 English words a day. Do you think that's enough? Like, she, how many are you learning, She Mako? does not have that bone in her body. That humble brag bone. Yeah. She literally it's, it's was like, I'm a failure. I only learn 100 words. That is her actual thinking. Yeah, I agree. You know it. I think it's... <laughs> Uh, if this was not a complete fabrication, I feel like that would be like an easy thing for uh, the scouts to say. They, they like, like, what about when you Yeah, you know, you're that? always. Huh? If they said like, uh, what about the hundred words a day thing? What about that? Yeah. Like if 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 if, in, if it was like amplifying the if it wasn't completely illusory. Right. And it was like a monster who would like amplify the scouts having like actual criticisms of of Ami. Like, I feel like that would be one that would be easy to make is like, it's like, yeah, you know, you're always talking about how much you study and making us feel bad right. because, you know, you have impossibly like, high standards. I'm learning zero English words a day. <laughs> yeah. You're, <laughs> but obviously that's not what's happening because the scouts would never do that. They love oh, Amy. Really? They're trying to comfort her. Yes. I specifically Mako loves Amy oh, okay. in a very romantic way. <laughs> she is trying to comfort her, but Amy is literally hearing them say that she is despicable. Yes. Which is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> I don't know on what level they could get away with you're despicable. Oh, man. But they do. They say it. <laughs> Soggy runs up, transforms because she sees the droid. The transformation takes a while, as yeah. always. Yeah, the transformation takes a, takes a little bit. Basically, Ami is, is I guess Ami's seeing and responding to them, even though they're not saying anything. So they're all, all like, Ami, what are right. you talking about? Uh, which is interesting because they should be able to kind of figure this out. But again, they don't because Ami yeah, is the smart one. Yeah, it took them a little while. And so everybody else is just like, Ami, why are you being so weird? <laughs> is it because there's a weird insect lady hovering outside the window that we can clearly see and her antennae are glowing oh, at you? <laughs> so Sailor Moon confronts her. She tells her it's despic- it's uh, unforgivable that she's making people say bad things about Amy. And then she decides to give Sailor Moon auditory hallucinations. Which, by the way, do also come with visual hallucinations of like weird colors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of nebulous definitions going on in this episode. And that is when uh, Sailor Moon hears her friends calling her useless and flat-chested <laughs> and a thoughtless idiot. Um, and All right, I love this part. I, I genuinely do. It's pretty funny. Uh, because Usagi is getting all these, like, you know, oh, you know, your friends are saying bad things about you. And the thing that I wrote down, even before what happens happens, is I wrote down, this hallucination is basically just a conversation with Ray. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, this is not new for Usagi. And I love that Usagi's response to this is just, just go like, yeah, whatever, I guess I'm useless and dumb. <laughs> That's not gonna stop me from kicking your ass. Exactly. Which I love. Exactly. Like like how like literally how many episodes have we heard that ridiculous conversation where they go, Yeah, Yusagi sucks at everything, but she's still a good friend. Right. And they all just yeah. sit around dumping on her. Uh <laughs> so yeah, she's used to it. Yeah, but I love like I, I do love that Usagi is like it rolls right off her. Yeah. The monster goes, Alright, and then I'll just fight you with my clones, the other thing I'm doing. And then they actually are beating her up pretty successfully. <laughs> they are going to kick her in the face when all of a sudden a savior arrives. 
<laughs> you know, I didn't even notice that he wasn't in the last episode. He was not in the last no. episode. But in this episode, Ugh. a rose comes streaking through the air, stopping the kick of a uh, droid. And now here's the thing. Tuxedo Mask comes up and he goes... This is fucked up. You're me- you're you're messing up, messing with innocent high school or middle school kids. You're putting the thing at the cram school where they're preparing for classes. He calls. I'm them, gonna. He calls them innocent youngsters, yes. which is not a thing you should use to refer to someone the same age as your girlfriend. And then, well, that's true. And then he does a thing he does not normally do. He doesn't just go Sailor Moon. You can do this. He goes. I'm so mad at you. I'm taking you on. I'm stepping in. I'm fighting you. And she goes, there's only one person who can prey on innocent youngsters here. (laughs) (laughs) So he actually fights with the villain and the villain kicks his fucking ass. Beats the shit out of Tuxedo Mask. Throws him off. Knocks him off a building (laughs) onto his fucking face. It's, oh my God, it's great. It's, oh, it happens so I was so excited. I was so excited to see that he was going to actually do some fighting. And then he fucking just jumps out immediately. If you go frame by frame, he bounces on the concrete. Yeah. Yep. Oh. And by the way, yes, I went frame by frame here. <laughs> I wanted to savor this so moment. Good. <laughs> so then they turn up the dial on Amy. All the scouts are going, what's wrong? What's wrong? But she's hearing, we hate you. You suck. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like Ami... I, I, I do think this is a good spotlight episode for Ami. Um, Ami spotlight episodes are kind of hit or miss, you know? But I feel like this is a good one. But this is the exact wrong plan for Ami, right? Like, Ami is very passive. Mm-hmm. Like, even at her most, you know, even at her most active, she's still the one who makes the fog. Yeah. You know? Or if this was a plot that affected, if this is a plot that affected Ray, then I feel like we would have had a fight. Like, if this is a plot that would have affected, like, Ray or or Mako or maybe even Mina, like I feel like it wouldn't would have been a fight instead of kind of knowing like, hey, you know, Ami's Ami's a little, you know, Ami's very very passive and and defense oriented, right? So maybe she shouldn't be the one that we try to get to murder everyone. <laughs> but here's the thing: they totally blew it because all they would have had to do is make her think that they were more of the clones, and she would have froze them too. Well, yes, she that, just is, did, that is she also... She just did bubble spray freezing, and then she did double bubble spray freezing. She could have done triple bubble spray freezing, froze all her friends solid, and they'd all be dead. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't, can't go, to, go to triple, Jordan. <laughs> too powerful? That's too powerful. That would, you know, do you want Japan to still be there in the morning? <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, I mean, I guess that also would have accomplished the Dark Kingdom's goals, but uh, or the Black Moon Clan. Just destroy Japan with one of the Sailor Scouts. Then another weird thing that happens is while Amy is like cringing and going, no, 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 no. Uh, her friends kind of all just go. What is she doing? No, 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 no. Uh, her friends just go, okay, well, we're just going to leave. <laughs> we're just going to go out the window then, I guess. Yeah, p- p- peace out. Bye. <laughs> gonna leave Bye. Um, of course, then she comes with them and sees them saying even more terrible things. Is it time for the part where she puts her hands on her chest? <laughs> yes. That's... When she, she starts her pose. It's so funny to me that she literally just takes the two of her hands, puts them together and like kind of puts them on her upper chest. And everybody's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. She's going to do Shyock Illusion. Uh, like she's like cocking a gun, but she's just kind of putting her hands up to her chest. It's just super funny to me. Yeah. You, know, you know what she's doing? What? You know what she's doing, Jordan? What? 
She's reverse shingling. Because <laughs> this is this is this is hands at, at her neck, elbows pointed straight down in front. Yep. Also, that's really and also hard she to does. Do if you have boobs, <laughs> by the way, I'm trying to do it, and it is difficult. <laughs> she also uh, backhands Usagi. Yeah, which. When she later reveals that she was kind of in on it the whole time, she still slapped the shit out of Usagi. <laughs> Usagi's used to it. Sorry, had to make it work. <laughs> She's like, I, I raised on it. I figured it would be fine. So, yeah, it's all a psych out. Long story short. Or, or if it's not... Maybe she's she's struggling in her head. Who the fuck knows? But she's prepping her shine aqua illusion, and the, then the monster comes down. Oh, and by the way, like this is like a five-minute scene where the scouts yeah, are just really standing long. there. yeah. Nobody dodges, nobody prepares. Jupiter's not like, maybe I can, you know, maybe I can use shine, uh, maybe I can use uh, sparkling white pressure to negate it. Like, nobody's preparing to do anything. They're just like, well, I guess she's going to hit us with shine aqua illusion. And nobody's like, hey, why don't we kill the bad guy who's also just standing there? Yeah, like, let's all wait and see if the bad guy lands and stands two feet away from Sailor Mercury. So he does. She does, I mean. And then Sailor Mercury goes, psych. I was going to use it on you, Ba-doom, and uses it on her. Oh, can we talk about how uh, Mercury's hallucination not only includes the Sailor Scouts now, but also includes Tuxedo right. Mask, mm-hmm. Chibiusa, mm-hmm. and the yeah, cats, mm-hmm. all saying mean things to her. Well, because they're all there. Yeah, they all show up for, like, Chibiusa shows up for some reason. Yeah. I'll give you Tuxedo Mask being there. I'll even give you the cats. Why is Chibiusa there? They were yeah. with, they were with uh, Usagi when she got the call, and they just followed. Like, Usagi really should have been like, don't come with me. But again, she's a five-year-old, so <laughs> it's probably not best to just leave a five-year-old in the middle of the city either. Wow, they really are so much alike. <laughs> Almost like they're twins. Uh, so then she shine aqua illusions the bad guy and washes her face and washes her, <laughs> washes her antenna off. Because it just squirts water in her face really hard. Like, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like I love I, I, again. I say it every week. I fucking love Shine Aqua Illusion. In, it's so cool. In this episode, it's just fire hose to the face. The move. Well, it also freezes her antenna and then snaps them off. <laughs> sure. Ami's powers are nebulous. So then she goes, "What? How come I you I wasn't you didn't get fooled?" And Amy goes, "Because our hearts are bound by trust." Okay. <laughs> Basically, their friendship is built on trust. Okay, sure. And then Mercury's like, uh, by the way, Sailor Moon, like, fucking kill her? Like, how about that? And she yeah, says, hey, again, I'm the smart one. I guess I have to tell you to kill uh, the bad guy like you do every week for uh, almost two years. If you watch when the halation happens, Sailor Moon halations are in the crotch. Like, all the energy okay, is me... swirling directly t- to her crotch. Yeah, I noticed that, too. <laughs> That was crazy. Uh, yep, that does in it fact happen. It is super happen. focused on the crotch. <laughs> so, Duwaku uh, is defeated via crotch magic. The dark hinge uh, explodes, and we cut from one nude Esmeralda to another Yay. nude Esmeralda. Yep, uh, back in her bathtub. And again, I think the real question of this episode is: oh, wait. same bath? Or second bath. Same bath. I'm going to say same bath. I think bath. same bath. But first, Deekta of uh, Tuxedo Mask says, Who would have thought friendship is such a strong weapon? See ya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought that? <laughs> who, who would have thought that? For Despite it being the message of the past 80 weeks of this show. <laughs> oh, you, man. You dork. <laughs> you f- big formal wear dickhead. 
<laughs> yes, and then we get back to uh, Esmeralda covering herself barely, and then uh, and then she cackles. She says, "There's only one person who's allowed to watch me bathe." Yep, I wrote that and down as well. Splashes water. At him. <laughs> yep. It's great. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, and then we go back to school. Uh, Ami's like, "Yeah, you never believe. You all believe that I would never cheat, right?" And everybody blinks at her, <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, okay. Well, at least you trust me now." <laughs> that happens in the new dub. Great. I don't even remember that. Her friends. It's in the. It's in the new Viz dub. It's great. She's like, "Well, I guess all that matters is that you trust me." <laughs> and then all the other kids show up, and they're like. Hey, Ami, you're great and we love you. Yeah. Can you teach us how to study? And it's like, what? it's like, okay, are teenagers only assholes because of dark power? <laughs> like, it's one thing. It's one thing if the episode was to say, yeah, they they no longer believe that she cheated. They don't even remember that, and they like her again. But they come up and just start kissing her butt, right? Oh my god, which makes no sense. Oh well, what an episode. Yeah, and even even Usagi goes, "What is happening? Why is this happening?" <laughs> And then uh, we get an amazing part of the episode where they're like, hey, Usagi, why don't you start studying, too? Uh, Umino goes, do you, you know, do you want to study with me? And Usagi goes, studying makes me crazy! Oh, my God. I laughed so hard. It was great. She freaks out. (laughs) Studying makes me crazy. (laughs) So weird. I love it. I love it. And we get a nice cute shot of Ami to finish out the episode. The end. It's adorable. So uh, I feel like we learned a lot. Oh. Just as we would in a a cram school. (laughs) But I feel like we were probably supposed to learn a lesson from this episode. Now, uh, Jordan, we've been trying to figure out, I've been making my guesses since we're in the era of recycled Sailor Moon says. Mm -hmm. Uh, Does the one they use for this week come from the previous Ami Spotlight episode? No, I don't believe so. No. It didn't come from Horrible Future. Oh, no, definitely not that one. No. Horrible Future. It came from, uh, they usually tell us this. Oh, it came from uh, the episode Last Resort. You want to hear it? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, sure. Let's, let's, let's listen in. Jealousy can be a terrible monster. It can make a really nice person cruel and short-sighted. Everyone gets jealous sometimes because of something someone else owns, like a brand new bike, or because they're more popular, or... Or because they stole someone else's boyfriend. The point is, you can't let things like that eat you alive. Right, there are too many other great things going on. Sailor Moon says, remember... Remember. Remember. (laughs) Remember. We we had some extra footage. That's a big part of studying. You have to remember what you studied. (laughs) Oh. That that actually is a more or less relevant uh, moral here because I think if the if the idea was that you know the other kids were jealous of Ami's grades, yeah, I guess that it fits, right? I guess so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I but again, that's a that's a circle they didn't ever close. They never closed that loop. That's true. They never no, like said obviously. that. <laughs> true. I mean, look at the best of times. Sailor Moon says barely made any sense. <laughs> now we're getting them mismatched with the episodes. That it's even close, I think, is a is a miracle on par with the miracle romance. <laughs> but now it's time to talk about what we learned. It's time for Sailor Business Says. And Amanda, we'll start with you. What did you learn from this episode? Um, I'm going to say uh, trust is important, but uh, maybe just not telling people that you study a lot is more important. <laughs> 
Uh, I think it just it gave everybody back. So you learned to hide yeah, your interests, like, to be ashamed yeah, of what makes you ashamed, unique. Ashamed, uh, never share, and you know, just mind your own business. I learned that if you if you just like have friends who insult you enough, it's it's not a big deal anymore. It's true. You get inoculated. Yeah, and just they just Jordan, you are a you are a flat chested useless idiot, <laughs> and I'm glad to, that that has happened. <laughs> I learned that there's no right way to study, but studying makes me crazy. <laughs> it's not just that it's boring. It's the opposite of boring. It drives her insane. Ah, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and with that, we've reached the end of the episode. Uh, I gotta say, I, I really like this one. Uh, I think this is the best of the Ami spotlights, even if it's weird, even if it doesn't quite make sense. Uh, it's got, you know, Mako doing judo moves on guys. It's got, you know, Ami kind of having an internal conflict that I think is really like or not even an internal conflict, but having a struggle with her classmates that I think is is relatable and done well. No, Greg. Uh, no, yeah. no, Greg uh, in this episode, which is great because that guy sucks <laughs> and this heterosexuality has no place in this show. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, I. I I like it a lot. I, th- I think it's a a solid character piece for Ami, even though it frequently makes no Absolutely. sense. Absolutely, uh, Amanda. What did you think? Uh, I super agree. I I just I love Ami. Like she was my favorite as a kid. You know, definitely uh, her Mako. So like it was just really a delight to see her being extra Ami and being really sweet and modest and understanding. You're just like, Oh, um, I think like the, you're sympathetic to her at all the points you're supposed to be. Um, and that's all the kind of, that's really all that matters, even though a lot of it doesn't make sense. I mean, I, I think it was a lot of fun. There, there, like you said, though, there's a lot of it that doesn't make sense. And there's a lot of the episode where people are just standing around. Yeah. And there's also a lot of this episode where people are standing around off screen, like all the time during all the parts where Sailor Moon is fighting the monster. What's going on with Amy? She's just standing there with her friends insulting her for like five more minutes. Yeah, this isn't. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. It's an animation light episode, too. There's not a lot of crazy animation. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, Giwaku really feels like just a stock design. Like, I do feel like somebody just sat down and drew like a bunch of monsters one day. And then when they don't quite have a theme. Uh, they just go into the pile yeah. and they're like, this right. one works. Th- this one can be a cram school monster. It's whatever. Cause it's a fucking bug. She's like a bug monster for no reason. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you get a, you get a, a, a bug in your ear no. about, uh, about things. No, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. But I would say, I would say a solid episode. Definitely worth watching. I like it better than last week's. Nah. I like cats. <laughs> cats are great. <laughs> it's a tie for me. Cause I like them for different reasons. All those cats and zero buttholes last yeah. week. It's true. Unbelievable. It's true. The only <laughs> and not this episode either. So, <laughs> all right. So that brings us to the end of our discussion uh, of Sailor Moon episode eighty, the terrifying illusion. I'm all alone, Amanda. Before we let you go, first of all, thanks for coming back. It's always a pleasure to to talk to you and hang out. You're one of the the funniest people uh, that I know. Uh, genuinely, uh, thank you. Uh, Oh, my God. 
Everybody should uh, everybody should check out all your stuff. But where can they find? Uh, it? Well, uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Amandonium and the Devastator at Get Devastated. So uh, yeah, on my Twitter, I just kind of talk about nonsense. I also don't tweet that much. So at Get Devastated tweets a lot more, and it's usually where I'm tweeting the most. And then on our website devastatorpress.com you can get all of our books including um i actually think we have a few copies left of otaku's the uh the all anime and otaku culture issue of the devastator series um so if you're interested in that get on that before it's gone and my book we don't think you're racist is uh out now it's in bookstores everywhere and on our website and amazon Cool. Uh, do you have any copies left of the oral history of Windows uh, 95? Yes, we do. It's called Restart Me Up. And yes, we've got we've got that. That's also available at like indie bookstores across the country and on Amazon. Definitely uh, hit up Amazon and get a copy. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's I mean, I should say it is not a real no. oral history of Windows it 95. Is, it is thoroughly researched. Uh, my uh, our friend Leslie Sita, who's been a contributor to the Devastator since the beginning, um, she she wrote this along with uh, some some punch up help from myself, my partner Jeffrey Asterios Kokonos, who we talked about last week, and uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I think. Uh, actually, you know, at Emerald City this year, we did a panel with uh, Steptoe, uh, who actually worked on Windows 95. And uh, he's a really funny guy. You should follow him on Twitter, um, at Steptoe, I think. And he was saying, like, a lot of the stuff we made up in that book is uh, not too far off from what really happens. <laughs> so I uh, highly recommend <laughs> comparing fact from fiction. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, uh, definitely, definitely go check that out. Uh, Amanda, thank you so much. Uh, but yeah, now is a, I, I guess I, I should uh, say this right here real quick. Um, if you happen to be in the the North Carolina area, uh, I'm going to be at Heroes Con. Uh, it's, I think, my last slash only remaining uh, major comic book convention of the year. So if you're there, come by and Whoa. say hi. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of the people that have been on the show before. Uh, Katie Donnelly is going to be there. Jordan Witt's going to be there. Uh, I believe Betty Felon is going to be there as well. Uh, our our longest tenured, or not longest tenured, but most uh, appearances guest. Uh, she's going to be there. So uh, please, please, if you're in the area, come by and say hi and let me know uh, if you listen to the show. That would be really awesome. I love to, to talk to people who are our listeners. Uh, but yeah, that does it for this episode. Yay! We didn't say... Uh... Our contact yeah, like, I, that's your lead in. Oh, okay. That's your that's your lead in. All right. Well, then you can find me on uh, Twitter also at Crackshot with a zero for an O. You can find Jake Mason, who produces our show at JJ underscore Mason. Uh, you could definitely make sure to check out the new T-shirt design at SailorBusiness.ttoki.com uh, and and pick up the new uh, all new T-shirt design. It'll only be available for one month. Yay. You can find the show on Twitter at Sailor Business, and you can email us anything that you'd like, any uh, questions, comments, any cool stuff that you think we should see, any clarifications on things that we've made mistakes about, uh, can go to sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the ISB, and uh, Jordan and I both work on X-Men 92 from Marvel Comics, which you can find on Comixology and at your local comic book store. I'm the co-writer of that with Chad Bowers. Jordan is, is the editor. And uh, let's see. I think that's all the plugs, right? That's all the plugs. Go listen to War Rocket Ajax, too. That's my other podcast that I do with Matt Wilson. It's great. 
this has been Sailor Business episode 80. We're going to be back next week with Sailor Moon episode 81. The Dark Gate is completed. The targeted elementary school looks like our next target is babies. <laughs> Yay, baby. <laughs> Until then, keep your mind on Sailor Business. Friendship was such a strong weapon. See ya. <laughs>